Well, hello, Stanley. And hello, Bill. Welcome again to the Carolina Note Different Podcast. Hey, if you like travel, listen to my other podcast, Carolina and Beyond. Uh, if you like cars, continue to listen to this podcast, the BS Car Guys Show. There we go. Can I? I mean, we didn't introduce ourselves twice, but I definitely didn't get that intro right. Uh, that's completely okay because everybody should be <laughs> listening to your Carolina Travels podcast because you go travel and it's kind of cool. Oh my goodness, uh, that's pretty you funny. Got a YouTube channel too. I'm pretty sure you got a YouTube. Yeah, yeah, I got a YouTube channel too. It's just Bill Cranford, but um, I, I don't, I don't have i haven't posted much stuff in a while my daughter has her own youtube channel we really haven't posted anything in a while uh she told me the other day we needed to shoot another video so i guess we're due to do another one so well you know that means that you need to go shoot another video because they know what we need to do best yeah absolutely yeah so let's talk about some uh, sport compact cars yeah yeah man this week we're supposed to be talking about sport compact cars you know this this was the uh the bulk of our, I can't say youth, when we first emerged upon the car buying scene, these were the things yes. that were available. Yes. So I, I don't, I can't speak completely for Stanley, but one thing that Stanley and I learned very early on in our relationship is that we, um, we both come from very similar backgrounds as kids. Um, we both come up the same way and, um, so I didn't have a car when mm. I was when I was 16. Um, I had some, you know, family vehicles that I could borrow or use, but I, I couldn't afford my own car, and my parents weren't in a position to help me buy a car either. Um, and you know, I worked several jobs, but I, I just didn't have the money to buy a car, and so I never did until I got in the Marine Corps and I bought a car. So I didn't have my first car until I was, um, I guess. 18 yeah 18 and almost 19 years old yeah yeah we grew up we grew up a way similar and that's one of the reasons why we connected and uh but i was a little bit uh more fortunate than you maybe because the place that i grew up in myrtle beach south carolina you know they had a plethora of jobs that kids could do yeah like wash dishes forever <laughs> that's right and work at amusement parks and stuff and um so I had to. Uh, I was able to borrow my mom's little 1985. It was like peach colored. Oh, it was ugly. Mustang <laughs> LX. Nice. And then by the time I was in uh, a senior or whatever, uh, I figured out some kind of way to get a uh, a little car, and that was my first car that I paid for with my money. And then you know, like typically, like young Marines do, we uh, messed that up. So right. <laughs> That's exactly right. Uh, but yeah, man, sport compact cars were all the the ray back then. I mean, they had magazines, they had meetups, they everybody seemingly wanted one. That was in our age group, and people older than us, they looked at us like we was crazy. It's like, why would you want to put soup that thing up? It's too loud. Right. This and uh, I was like, this is the same stuff that y'all did. Y'all just had different cars to do it with. That's exactly right. <laughs> it's the same okay. same thing, different day. Yep, yep. So uh, I guess we could start the podcast off with this uh, the spinning the fake money challenge, which is tied into the theme of, uh, of the week. Oh, before we get there, hey, Bill, do you know that this is our anniversary? This is our anniversary? Yeah, this is our 10th podcast. 
our 10th podcast. That is fantastic. It's hard to believe it's been 10 episodes, 10 weeks of talking about cars with my good friend, Stanley, who I have been talking about cars with for 20 years. And now we're just recording it so that after we're dead and gone, uh, our family members, specifically our wives, can go back and listen to us talk about cars because I know that's what they're going to do. Yep. Yep. This is going to be the thing that, that that keeps us together after death because they're going to both live longer than us. So, <laughs> hey, listen, before we get too deep in the weeds on these cars, you know, two things. One, I'm, I'm I have I have like centered myself and did my wusa moment and like <laughs> I am. I am intentionally coming at today's podcast with positive vibes because I feel like last week I was just so negative and so distraught about that terrible SUV that I just, you know, I feel like I, I weighed down the whole podcast with negativity and it went on much longer than it needed to because of that. So this week, I don't know that it's going to be any shorter, but I'm going to try to be a lot more positive. Yay. Uh, you know, every now and then, you know, a new car emerges and it just pisses you off. <laughs> yes, that's right. And that was one. And look, it, it is what it is. Move on in life. And I'm still going to be at the moment happy and excited about the Bronco. So all my hopes rest on your shoulders forward. Don't mess it up. Uh, I don't know if they can carry that pressure uh, that much weight. <laughs> hey, what did you think about the name of last week? Because... Sometimes I, I come, sometimes we come up with the names together and it just comes from the podcast and the other yep. times just sitting there and it's like, oh, that, that sounds cool. What did you think about the name last week? Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. You know, I mean, look, they can't all be like out of the park home runs, but it, it's a challenge to come up with something. And, you know, I think you, you hit the nail on the head in the podcast. And I think that's the name came from from a comment you made. And, and I think yep. that's the best way to go about doing it, you know, is is. Pick pick something that just kind of comes up as part of the conversation because again we've we've mentioned this we are not uh, talented enough or smart enough to hire writers uh, or try to write this ourselves so there is no script. Oh no! Oh no! I don't I I, I don't even read that good. I don't know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Hook it on Fahanikes. So you know on on a second positive note. Let me just point out for for those of you that are listening, because Stanley refuses to post these videos because we are on video at the moment recording. Um, but for those of you that that can't see what I can see, I just want you guys to know that Stanley's hair is looking sharp this evening. <laughs> I mean, that is that is a one gorgeous man I'm looking at. I just want to tell y'all how long did that take? Uh, <laughs> so. <laughs> So, all right, let me explain the hair thing. All right, for those of you, uh, I've never had hair. The haircut that the Marine Corps issues with uh, issues you when you come in. I had that haircut my whole life. It I'm never still basically out. wearing it. I'm still wearing it. So, um, you know, COVID. You know, all with all the negative things that's going on with COVID. The, one of the things that I decided to do, I was like, you know what, I never did have hair. Know what I'm not gonna do? Get a haircut for a year. So. <laughs> So this this is you got to figure out something to do with this thing. <laughs> and my sister came out last night, and I was like, "Hey, uh, can you do this?" So this well, is that's, where... that's hey, all right. It looks good. 
I don't know what happened right there, but camera came back. Thank goodness. We I'd had some camera issues earlier, so thank goodness it came back on. So yeah, but your hair looks great, man. I mean, you last week you was looking a little froish, but this week it's looking fantastic. Oh, it was rough, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so, I this whole combing your hair, jazz. I don't yeah. know. I, this is not. It's not. It's not the move. I don't. I don't I, understand. I have, Look, I have a. I'm. I don't. I haven't had long hair in a long time. I, I let it grow out when I first got out of the Marine Corps, but that was a mistake, and I learned my lesson. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I am fortunate to be forty and still have hair, but um, you know, I stole a comb from my wife, and that's the only comb I've owned since I was in high school. And I don't know when the last time I used it. I get out of the shower, I, I rub my hair with a towel, and I run my hands through it and call it a day, and I'm gone. Um, you know, that's the now, move there. But now I, maybe if I drove a convertible, I might have to spend a little more time on it. And you know, convertibles do kind of fall into the sport compact category. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, like, uh, who is the vanilla ice with the rag top down so my hair can blow? That's right. That's right. Uh, yeah, man. So yeah, we had a spin, uh, spin and fake money challenge this week about that wraps into what we're going to be talking about. So, uh, the challenge was that we had to buy each other a sport compact car. Uh, that we would actually drive for and, 30k uh, for 30k. So uh, of course, I'm I'm sure we went about this completely differently because we don't. Again, we don't script this, so we don't really talk about it. No, and, but we uh, both picked way more cars than three. Should, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. just like when we were younger, you came to make a decision. <laughs> We can't make solid decisions. No, we want all of them. We don't want one of them. <laughs> we want all of them. That's right. So, yeah. So I mean, it's I like a kid in a candy way. shop. Hey, you want to go back and forth, or you just want to go down your list? Uh, which way you want to do it this week? Let's. We'll, I won't let you go first. I'll, I'm gonna open your first link. All right, cool. So you're gonna open that first link, and I'm gonna open it with you because you know. Ooh, bring a trailer up oh, 41,000 original mile. Whoa, 1986 Dodge Daytona Turbo Z CS five speed in. Go get me a ticket and take it to court red. Yep. So the way I went about this challenge this week is I knew I was going to have problems deciding on what I wanted, uh, what, what I, which way I wanted to go. So I just I broke this thing up into Americans and euros and then uh Look at that steering wheel Man. i know right and so you remember that car that i said i bought when i when uh when i was washing dishes yep it was a 1987 version of this same car the exact same color get out of town yep that car has a the two uh 2.2 liter turbo which was the predecessor of the uh 2.4 turbo that uh, ended up being the SRT4, but this motor was in like the, the Shelby Omni and all the yes. crazy little things, but it's in a much nicer package, but it's not a sports car because, you know, there's a difference between sports cars and sports compact cars. Yes. That thing even has the same tech uh, tape deck that my car had in it. This thing, <laughs> I mean, to use a phrase, to coin a phrase from 1986, this car is cherry. Uh, yeah, it and is it's perfect. cherry red. But yep. this, I mean, everything about this car is in mint condition. The yep. fact that this car sold for 
$11,250 is nothing short of a miracle. I mean, it's shocking to me. Yeah. And the other, the other theory, the other thing that I wanted to do is I was like, I know Bill likes to wrench and one of the, the, one of the essences, essence, part of the essence of sports compact cars was is wrenching on your own car. However, yes. I didn't want to give him a complete project. So <laughs> no, this, I mean, this thing is a Mac. I mean, I, I don't know if it's um, like, I don't know if I'd pick it for myself, but man, I'd sure drive it. I mean, this thing is clean. So you probably would not pick that car for yourself, but when it comes to the Americans, think uh, a car that you probably would, another car that you probably wouldn't pick for yourself is an SRT4. So <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true, and that is that is the 1986 version of an SRT4. <laughs> yeah. So I figured that with this car's age, uh, it would be more likely that you would drive this than an SRT4. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I agree. All right, number two car. Yeah. Oh, oh man. I watched this car on the auction. Like, like I'm watching it. I mean, this is a car it hadn't sold yet, so um, it may go over over budget. But this is a supercharged 1992 Volkswagen Corrado SLC VR6, and it is pretty. It is gorgeous. It is like that dark purple metallic. It looks black most of the time. This. It's got like the big five star, like look like the fifteen fifty twos. Yep. Yeah. Oh, oh, this crap. thing is g- gorgeous. Yeah. So again, this is a car that you absolutely would. <laughs> I absolutely would drive this car daily. Yeah, it's, it's pretty, and if you don't know what a Volkswagen Corrado is, it, the link will be in the description of the podcast. But it was like the GTI, but hey, let's kind of make this look a little more sporty. Yes. Kind of deal, and man, that car was sweet back in the day. I remember when Motor Trend first drove that car on on the video in like 1992. Man, it was it was awesome. It is, this car is still got another six days before the auction closes, so act fast, vote now or bid now. But it's yeah. currently at twenty five thousand five hundred dollars. So, like I said, in in the condition this thing is in. Um, with the the mileage that's on it, thirty nine and a half thousand miles. This thing, uh, if if I have to give you my my bills uh, prediction, so if this was the weather, it'd be like my three degree guarantee. But you know, <laughs> if I had to give my pr- prediction on this car, I'm thinking it may go thirty eight before yeah, it's all it's said and done. It may go a little more uh, than uh, the than the budget, but you know, you know, budgets are just suggestions. Yeah, that's right. They're just suggestions. <laughs> So that's a great pick, man. I love that car. All right, and the next car takes a little bit of susplaining. So you there? Ooh, yeah, I'm there. (laughs) Yes. Now, this car, again, you would absolutely buy, and you would drive right now. Would you like to tell the audience what it is? Yeah, so I even looked at a couple of these before I bought my Audi, but then I, I just decided that the speeding tickets and the mechanic bills weren't worth it. Uh, plus, it wasn't a wagon, but this is a yeah. 2007 Audi RS4 sedan. Um, being an 07 B8, this is a 420 horsepower V8. This one has upgraded tech with Apple CarPlay and Android Auto. Um, this is a manual transmission car. That's right, all-wheel drive with a V8 with a manual. 
right, and the explaining part about this is traditionally sport compact cars have four bangers in it. However, this is still a compact car. That's right. Definitely sporty. It's <laughs> all sporty. Play. <laughs> Man, yeah. this thing. Woo! This thing's sharp. Now, this thing's still got five days left on it. It's at 12,420. But I'll go ahead and say, um, with 135,500 miles on this car, I, I haven't looked at the full service breakdown on what this car's had done on it. But if I had to give my my bid on this, I'm saying this thing sells for about 28.5 because that's about the market on those cars. 25, yeah. And with that many miles on it, I'll be a little suspect about what's going on with that motor. But, you know, you got an Audi. You're used to Audi maintenance. You're good. <laughs> I don't know if anybody ever really gets used to it because <laughs> it's, it's painful every time. Well, every time we got to go to the doctor or you just you just keep giving them to me the way I'd want them. Good hey, grief! Look hey, at this, this next one. You. <laughs> this, mm. this, this is this, you. You are making my night right here. Two thousand two Volkswagen GTI three three seven edition. One of fifteen hundred US three three sevens with a six speed manual, and I do love a GTI. In yep. fact, I love it so much that we're going to hear that word again in a few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the GTI is is, is 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 it is sport compact car in it's yeah it's, it's everything. Right? That's it, right. It, it it is still going to that. You can go get a new one if you want, or you can get this this uh, two thousand two, which is very similar to a car that Bill used to have, and in a very similar color. Yeah, it's the same color. I had a 2002 Volkswagen Jetta turbo diesel, um, which I really loved. I caught a lot of junk about it being like most popular car bought by homosexuals in 2002. <laughs> that, that caught me a lot of junk in the Marine Corps, which, you know, if you're not in the Marine Corps and that offends you, I'm sorry. Um, but yeah. that's just military life. And um, But you know what? I love that car. My wife and I drove the life out of that car i mean we drove that car everywhere we kept it for almost 11 years put almost 270,000 miles on the car and it really never gave us any trouble so yeah that uh, car like like bill said everybody kind of gave him uh gave him a little bit when he first got that car and it was a lease at first and all this stuff but it was that car i liked i i like jettas because of that car so i it, it well, made me and and you may not remember this, but I I really bought that car because you and I were walking down the sidewalk in Yuma, Arizona. Oh, I remember. I going to the right ATM. We were going to the ATM from the E-Club and a Volkswagen, a brand new Jetta with a body kit. Yep. Drove by us. It was like a wide body kit. Yep. And, and it was all silver, same color out my Jetta was. And that car drove by me, and I said, what the what? <laughs> yeah. I said, is I that an Audi? Because they had, they had debadged it. Like, I hadn't paid any attention to Jettas at that point. But that thing was so clean. You know, whoever you are in Yuma, Arizona in 2001, yep. let me just tell you, your car was on point, And it caught my attention so much that I was like, I got to have me one of those. Yep, 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 yep. I mean, I don't know how that happened, but as soon as you said it, I went right back to that moment. Isn't that something? Yeah, I, it, amazing. All right, so <laughs> this is going to go to uh, Asia. Now, is yeah. this is this currently being bid on? Yeah, this has got five days left on it too, and it's only thirty five hundred dollars, son. 
and this car is probably going to sell for about $85,000, This car is going to get a cheap. Yep. Now, this car may take a little bit more work, uh -oh. but you know what you won't see? Another one of these. Uh-oh. What do I got? Ooh, yes. Yes. This is my jam right here. I like this. I mean, I'd maybe do a wing delete, but man, this yep. is a 1994... I, telling you dude our lists are you're you're gonna freak out at how close our lists are this is a 1994 mitsubishi lancer evolution 2 an evo 2 now man yep. if, you, if you know your evos this is this is awesome right here because i'm i'm all about that rally life yep this is a jdm import obviously it's you know right hand drive yep uh 89,000 miles which probably nothing in this car is in miles it's all in kilometers, kilometers. yeah um, but but this car is four-wheel drive with a five-speed manual, um, which is why you want the Evo 2, because I, I think the Evo once actually had a four-speed to begin with. I believe um, it did, yeah. yeah so did. I could be wrong on that. So my, one of our JDM buffs can slap me in the back of the head for being wrong about that. But anyway, this car sold for $11,800. And I mean, honestly, because of how few of these these are, and especially in the States currently, that's that's a deal. That is um, deal. And being and a 94, it just squeaks in. Like this is, these cars are just starting to get imported. Yep. So my, my story behind this car is, so my first car that I bought in the Marine Corps was actually a Mitsubishi Mirage uh, LS, which that's this car in the, the two-door version of this car, Americanized, right? Yes, yes. So, uh, and I looked, I looked at this car. I was like, man, the easy thing would do the to, to do would be go to go this way. But I was like, nah, I'm not taking the easy way. I got to go find something that he ain't gonna see on the road because there's some things out there that you know everybody wants. But I know you like to get things dirty a little bit, and I didn't see uh, this car being. I saw this car being something that you would uh, try to go back to them rally routes a little bit. Absolutely. I'd be looking for dirt roads every chance I got. I mean, I'm already looking for them, but this would be even more of a reason to look for them. So that's awesome. That's a great, that's a, man, I mean, you're, you're really hitting a lot of home runs here. And right. what we, what's our last one? All right. For oh. this last car, I did take that, the road, the easy road a little bit. This car has a flaw. Yeah, it does have a flaw. You see it? Yeah. It's not a STI. Nope. That's not the flaw. What's the flaw? It's an automatic. Ooh. Wah, wah, wah. The, but the plus is it is completely unmodified. Which is rare. Yeah. Which means the head gasket may still be intact. Yep. yep. <laughs> so this this is a 2005 Subaru Impreza WRX wagon, which you probably figured out because it was not a SDI. It's unmodified, <laughs> one owner, currently on cars and bids, so it hasn't sold yet either. It's at seventy two fifty, has seventy eight thousand one hundred miles on it. So yeah, that head gasket's probably still good. Um, it does have an automatic, so it's a little weak in the knees. Yeah. But considering this thing's probably going to sell for eleven, twelve thousand dollars tops, yeah. um, this is a this is a pretty fair deal and it's it's a california car so it's you know not a rust belt wrx yep. which is also rare and so, if you yeah. really in the true sport compact car tradition if you really wanted to put a manual on this it ain't hard to do no and the great thing about subarus i mean aside from how 
often people change the head gaskets. Um, <laughs> the the really cool thing about Subarus is to a certain point, they're pretty much all interchangeable parts. Yeah. They're, they're like Lego blocks. And so cars from the early 90s all the way up through cars through the mid to late 2000s, um, engines, transmissions, mm-hmm. everything's just interchangeable. So yep. you can upgrade stuff fairly affordable and somebody out there has already done it. And so there's a bracket or an adapter if you need one and it all exists. So that's, it's a, that's a good one. Yep, yep. So that was my list of things I would buy Bill because I couldn't make up my mind on one thing. <laughs> great, great list. I really like it. And did, did you also notice that I didn't even really get close to the budget except for like one? Yeah, I saw that. So I, I, we'll 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 start in on my list. And so I've labeled mine. Uh, pick one. This is the responsible choice. Uh, the responsible choice. Do we make responsible choices? I I, I don't think we're going to. <laughs> um, I don't, I don't, that's why there's more than one car on here. You know, if I thought we actually would do responsible, then obviously oh, we wouldn't pick this. But okay, so I'm at number uh, car number one. Oh, 2018 Golf uh, Golf GTI. Oh, about, uh, oh, you got the DSG. Yep. So I went back and forth. I looked at a couple of manual transmission cars, but it's hard to beat that DSG. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, for those who uh, don't know, uh, uh, you can't shift faster than computers. No, <laughs> no. And and I'll, I'm going to go ahead on go out on a limb and say, in the four cylinder world, Volkswagen slash Audi, their DSG in a four cylinder is probably the crispest best transmission that's ever been built for a four cylinder. I would I would disagree with you. Because there's one thing that's out there. What? Is it the same family? And that's Porsche. If Porsche put a four cylinder in a in a boxer in a Cayman, and that came with a uh, uh, the what 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 was Porsche call it? Oh gosh, the oh, PDK. Gosh. PDK, and PDK is awesome. But <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll give but you that. Like, it's the same family. It's yeah, the same. Same family. family. Yeah, I mean, I, I would do that. I, I can. I've contemplated that on a uh, GTI so many times. I may still eventually get a GTI. I don't know if I would ever really go Type R because that may be a little overkill. But I would definitely do GTIs, bro. Yeah. And, my thing about the GTR is it's just a little stiff to live with every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're too old for that. Yeah, I need to chill out every now and then. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> And and this GTI would be comfortable and quick enough to hustle around traffic and get you around the streets of Charleston quickly. Yes, it would. And for those people, it's like, hey, man, they're not really doing really high horsepower cars, and there are cars out there that's faster. It's like being the fastest person wasn't all, isn't always the point. That's exactly <laughs> right. This car's for sale in Concord, North Carolina for $26,490. So it is up on the top end of the budget, especially yep. considering most of Stanley's were – um, under budget with the exception of that RS4 that will yep. definitely be over budget. But this car <laughs> is is like a miniature version of that with a hatchback. Yeah, yeah, yeah yes, it is. And I looked, I looked for some wagons, but I was like, no, nah, I like these cars better. Yeah. So anyway. <laughs> All right. So that's the first pick. All right. So the next one is this is the one I would buy for you. Oh, so right. if 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 I were buying you a car for a sport compact, this is the one I know that you would want and I would buy it for you. All right, I clicked it, and it is coming up. 
And it is, ooh, ooh, ooh. Yes. This is the car. It is a 1994 BMW M3. And for those of you who says uh, BMW M3s don't fit in the sport compact car category, I will remind you that BMW 3 Series are compact cars. Especially from the 90s. <laughs> Especially from the 90s. And this one is blue and it got my wheels on it. Oh, man. Oh, it man. checks every box, right? Oh, man. All right. I need to flip through some pictures. I'm sorry. That's all right. <laughs> so this one does have the five-speed manual. It's got that good engine in it, that S52, right? Oh. The engine from a couple weeks ago, this is, oh, oh. Do you know how much, how many dreams I had about this car? Yeah, <laughs> I do. Oh. This thing Look. only has, this thing has less than 50,000 original miles on it. See, and this right here, this, all right, so this goes to a point that's going to be in another podcast for, in the future. If you buy this car, you owe a debt to drive this car. Yes, you do not put this car in a garage. You drive this car. This car is mint. It's as clean on the inside as that Dodge you sent me in yeah. the first link. This thing is like a time capsule. Yep, dude, it got, I, I'm pretty sure I had that head unit, that Kenwood head unit. Yep. <laughs> man, oh man, we going, hit the way back meter. Oh, oh wait a minute, let's go back to them gauges. Yeah. Oh, the gauges in kilometers. <laughs> yeah, everything it's in kilometers. This was this was not a, a US market car. This was a German car that was brought to the US. So this is a German spec and it's got the the like sport performance package seats that are also heated that are the Recaros. Oh man. Yeah, because I, I was looking at them seats. I was like, I don't remember them seats being available like that. Oh. Now, you're the BMW guy. Now I don't know about these door cards. Are those original? I don't think so. It, but then again, like, uh, and this this uh, kind of leads to a conversation that Bill and I had personally. Um, so my son is about to be stationed in Germany, and you know, if you go to an uh, go to a company can sell a car in multiple uh, countries, yes, and the car will be slightly different. That's right. So sometimes we'll look at a thing as like that ain't factory, but. To be honest, it could have been. I don't know what they did. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, because them seat, even the seats are look. Are they or the seats are a little bit different. Oh, I'm, I'm still driving it. I'm I'm not kicking this this car out of bed for eating crackers. Not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so this car is for sale in Virginia at Duncan Imports and Classics. This car is 20. I think this one's in Virginia. I could be wrong. This one might be. Yeah, this one's in Nashville, Tennessee. This one's in Nashville. They got two locations. This was $26,993, but I will tell you this car is worth every cent of that. Yes, I believe you. I believe you. I do not think them doors, they, they cannot be factory. I don't see BMW doing that. Right. I don't either. I don't either. There's clearly something going on there that's not factory. Uh, I'm cool with it. Yeah. It's still worth that money. Okay. So that's that one. Hey, just FYI, if my camera turns off, my audio is still going, but I see my battery light blinking. So, um, okay. So, um, this next one is the what I like to call the buy more, save more two car bundle. So, I was working with the budget. And so, for the budget, I actually put two cars together. And it's the car you could drive daily and the car you could drive on the weekends. Uh, look at you being creative. Oh, yeah, I'll drive that daily. Yep. Oh, uh, it's a 2000, 2009 Mazda. 
Why do Mazda do that? Why does Mazda do that? Name that car Mazda 3. Can you just call it the 3? Anyway, yes. <laughs> it is 2009 Mazda Speed by um, Mazda 3. Stage three. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That's the car you drive every day, and it's oh, yeah. three. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm looking at... Oh, and oh, and oh. do you see where it's for sale at? Wait a minute. My little Google thing want to pop up. Stop. Go away thing. Where are you at? Where, where am I looking? Uh, oh... What about why why can I am I blind? Am I losing my mind? Where's this car at? Where is this car at? Bill, why am I losing my mind? Did you buy me this car? And you gonna give me no, a I didn't know. <laughs> it's in your driveway. No. <laughs> it very well could be in my driveway because it is it, I don't know it's in Goose Creek, South Carolina. Yes. Did I see this car? Wait a minute. Let me look at these pictures. <laughs> <laughs> when I saw the location, I was like, Stanley can go pick it up. I know where that is. <laughs> is, that, is that off base housing? Uh, no, that's not off base housing, but a lot of military guys live there. I know exactly where that is. I'm going to go see this car. <laughs> when I saw the location, I was like, Stanley's going to know this car. He's he's going to have history with this I car. I have seen this car. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure I've seen this car. All right. So one of the things that is uh, where I'm living at now, so they do a lot of uh, 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 Navy nuke school, school, nuclear propulsion schools here, whatever they call it. And these guys have uh, get decent sized bonuses, and they buy some of the craziest cars, and then they in, they figure out that they can't afford them because whatever reason, or they just want to go get something different. They go give it away, and this sounds like a gift to myself for nine thousand dollars. Let me go discuss this with my wife. Yeah, if you buy this car, we are definitely gonna have to talk about this on the podcast. Oh yeah, because that is very nice. Oh. Very, very, very. I can see me driving. I can go to the grocery store in that. Okay, so this is the buy more, save more combo. So I get you your hopped up 2009 Mazda Speed 3, Stage 3, that's right down the road for $9,000. Now go ahead and click on that second link, and I have provided you with your weekend car. Ain't no way. That car is in the States. Yes, it is. No, it this be. car is at the Nashville location of Duncan Imports, where the BMW M3 is. And for $19,900, you can have a 1985 Nissan Skyline Paul Newman version. Now, what you need to know is that this car, if you're listening and you don't know your Skylines, this is not a GTR. This no. is this is pre-R32 GTR. Yep. Oh, man. It is sweet, bro. See, all right, this goes back to the point that we were just making. Not every car is about having the fastest thing in the world. Some things are just, oh. this, this car is just clean, right? Yeah, bro. I mean, it, it obviously ain't stock, but oh, gosh. No, it ain't it's nothing. Fun. It ain't stock, but it's a Paul Newman edition for $19,900. It's a five-speed manual. Um, this is a, let's see here, a 86,000-mile car so um it's everything's in kilometers this is a right hand drive obviously jdm import vehicle 
Um, Have you ever driven a car, uh, right hand drive car, manual? No. We need to go to Japan. Yes. It is, it's an experience. You need to do it. Oh, man. Did you look at the interior of this car? Yes. Man, car interiors have come so far. <laughs> yeah, this thing looks like a, a 1980s Casio calculator watch. Yeah, on the inside everything's square and clunky, and but man, it's awesome. It gives me all the right 80s vibes. Oh, I'm I'm feeling the vibes right now. Oh. And that's your weekend car, so it don't have to run perfect. It don't have to perform every day. You just drive it on the weekends to car shows and cars and coffees and do your thing. This thing is so nice. So oh, that's man. your that's your buy more, save more combo. I got you too. And then this um this last one here is the one that I see you buying for yourself. If I turned you loose and said go spend some money, <laughs> I didn't even see that. I hadn't even come up yet, but I saw the I saw the uh. The, the the headline. I was like, yes, I would go buy that for myself. I'll tell you why I could buy that for myself because that is very responsible and doable. And <laughs> <laughs> no, the GTI was the responsible choice because it's front wheel drive. Both this of them is, are responsible. <laughs> this is the one you would buy though. I I probably would. I I'll probably no. You know what? I wouldn't buy this over that GTI. Uh, GTI and I'm gonna tell you why. Really? I'm tempted to buy this over the GTI. But I wouldn't buy it because if my memory serves correctly, and I'm going to confirm this by flipping through these pictures. Ooh, oh man! I, so what? Before we didn't even, I didn't even say no, what it was. You got to say what it is. Oh, so it's a 2015 Hyundai Genesis uh, Coupe 3.8 Ultimate Rear Wheel Drive. This is a rear wheel drive car. I remember before this car came out, Hyundai used to call sell this car called a Tiburon. You remember yep. that whole thing? Yep. 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 So, Lucas's roommate in the Marine Corps had a Tiburon. <laughs> he now has a Lamborghini Diablo. What? Yeah. He moved up in the world. Um, uh, okay. That's a conversation we need to have. <laughs> I'll send you um, a picture. Uh, all right. So this is the reason why I went. There are two reasons why I went by this car. You ready? Yep. One, getting that head unit out of that car is a pain. <laughs> you could just leave it alone. I could, or I could just buy that GTI, and I like the transmission a lot better. Yeah, that's because <laughs> this is an automatic. This is an automatic. How did we get the automatics on the last car? I don't know. I think we know each other maybe a little bit too. Yeah, much. maybe we do. Maybe. But yeah, I would definitely do that, and I can go to the grocery store. I actually recommended this car to uh, a former Marine that was here. And he loved it, and then he had they had a baby, and then he had to get rid of it. Yeah, not not a child friendly family vehicle. No, not at all, not at all. But uh, man, hey, bro, I love all them cars. Man, we both I, did good. Yeah, no, I right because I really would do all of those. <laughs> hey, hey, oh man! Hey, speaking of, speaking of head units kind of off topic, but I meant to tell you earlier when we weren't recording, and since there's no script, I don't have to worry about getting in trouble with a producer, because um, I guess you're technically the producer. Uh, I, I got <laughs> I got the newest issue of um, my SEMA magazine came this week, because once you go to SEMA, you get a, a SEMA magazine, like monthly, but it, it 
showcases like new industry products and stuff. And there is a new, there's a new head unit in here. I'm going to have to send you a picture of it, but Sony's putting it out and it's, it's, it's not out yet, but it's about to be coming out. And it's a, um, it's a single den unit, but it has a like nine and a half or 10 and a half inch touch screen that is attached to it. And you can adjust it so that it's not in the way of your buttons and switches in your old car. So you can still have a big touchscreen navigation, but, but it's only in a, a single den size. Hmm. I saw that. So I saw that and I thought Stanley would like that. Yes, it would. Cause uh, that's part of uh, sport compact car culture as well. Cause you know, yeah, you did, you did the, the, the visual up upgrades, the, the motor upgrades and the audio upgrades, and if you could do all of them, you were doing better than what we were able to do. And <laughs> but all of that stuff came together: the, the music, the 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 look, the, right. the speed, the speed, and all all of it made sport combat car stuff so much so special. Okay, so I found it, and I don't know why I couldn't remember this because it's one of those names that, like, once you hear it, you're going to remember. I mean, if you're listening right now, when I tell you the name of this thing, you're going to be like. Why, why couldn't he remember that? This is, I mean, it just rolls off the tongue. This is the the Sony XAV-AV, I mean, sorry, AX8000. I mean, who can't remember XAV-AX8000? I mean, that rolls right off the tongue. Um, so, yeah, but it's a uh, it's an 8.95-inch touchscreen display that is compatible with Android Auto and Apple CarPlay, and it's fully adjustable. It's really cool. I'll send you a picture of it. Um and also, another product that was in here that I thought was really cool, because we like to talk about Android Auto and Apple CarPlay stuff, Vision Tech America Incorporated is making a, um, it, it is like a heads up, it's called the VT HUD Pro, um, all one word, and it displays your Apple CarPlay or Android Auto screen onto your windshield just like a heads up display. So you can see all your apps and your navigation right on your windshield. That, would, it, that would be cool and dangerous. Yeah, <laughs> and it and it attaches right to your like it goes above your steering wheel like on your dash and it attaches and it just does a heads up display. That's that actually that's a pretty good. That's a, maybe maybe people would look at the road. No, 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 nope. <laughs> no, don't even go there. They still be they're looking through their Twitter going down the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, People, I'm driving through my tweets. Driving through my tweets. I saw a lady put. I, I saw a lady that on putting on makeup one day while driving. While and also had what looked like a newspaper in her hand. I was like, "How are you? I can't do all that stuff sitting on my couch. I don't know how you doing it in driving." But anyway, you remember <laughs> we used to work with a a female marine who used to drive. She lived in Charleston, and she would drive up from Charleston, putting her makeup on, driving with her knees. And we told her that was a really bad idea. Yeah. Jen White, if you're listening, Jennifer White, we love you. You're a horrible driver, though. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, man. I again, man. I think we did pretty well picking these cars for each other. I don't. Matter of fact, I would roll all the cars on your list that I picked for you. And I think you would probably roll all the cars except for one on that list that you picked for me. Yeah, I'd drive all of them. I mean, probably not that Genesis, but the rest yeah. of them I would drive for sure. 
Well, yeah, well, and this leads to the conversation today. Talking about sports, uh, sport compact cars today, and um, obviously this is inspired from uh, um, from our youth and what kind of where do we see the sport compact world today? And I'm gonna let you start off, Bill, because I had a revelation while thinking about this. Or should yeah. I? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, that's fine. I'll start. So, all right, sport compact cars not something that have really been on my radar in a while. I mean, I kind of got into SUVs and older cars and uh, station wagons and like adult stuff. So I hadn't really given a lot of thought to um, sport compacts. So when we started talking about this, I was like, man, I got to, I don't even know what cars are considered sport compacts anymore in new cars. And, and like, if you, because crossover SUVs have become, so prevalent in the marketplace sport compact doesn't even mean the same thing that it did when we were in our twenties. Um, you know, 20 years ago, sport compact, I mean, it had its own magazine, right? It had many magazines, right? There were tons of like tuner culture and like the idea of a sport compact car was that's what you wanted to buy if you were in your twenties. So, you know, I actually went and I was like, what are current sport compact cars? And, I'm just going to read you the list that according to the internet, <laughs> these, these 15 cars are considered to be in the sport compact category. I'm going to say yes or no. If, if I disagree. Yeah. Okay. Oh. And these are in, these are in no particular order. Honda civic. And so that incorporates all versions of the Honda civic. Okay. Yeah. Mazda three. Yeah. Toyota Corolla. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta do something sporty in order to get there. <laughs> right that's right hyundai elantra yep because they got one uh volkswagen golf so that also includes yep. the gti yep. the kia forte yeah they got a sporty one the yeah they got a gt i wasn't sure i went to their website and built one just to see what it looked like and hey it would have been under budget for our uh <laughs> <laughs> Spend my fake money. Uh, Chevy Cruze. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Hyundai Veloster. Yes. And that that type in, hey. Yes. That's, yes. A, that's a cool, yes. the Veloster in is a that's cool a car. That's a keeper. That's, yeah. Nissan Sentra. Uh, well, in, the, in the Corolla thing, it's like, you got to do something sporty. Yeah. The Jetta, which I feel like may be a little too big. Now, actually, is that still a compact? Technically, yeah. <laughs> okay, so the jet is on the list for some reason. Um, and Subaru Impreza, yep, and Hyundai Elantra, yep. So, the cool thing about what you just did, right, is I did a similar thing, right, but I didn't use the internet. Did I? Did you get all 15? Well, here's the thing. I just realized they're doubling up some of these. So they like have the Golf and the Golf GTIs too. And then they have like the Civic hatchback as a separate one. And Ooh. they got the Mazda 3 on here as a sedan and a hatchback. So their list of 15 is a little convoluted if if you ask me, Google. Yeah, it came from the internet. So that's how things are. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, but that actually brings, uh, it comes to one of the points I had. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to say it now. What sport compact cars did from our youth is become mainstream. 
what people did back then to the 1.5 liter Civic. They wanted to throw a turbo on it. They wanted to have, give it a little bit more power. They did all this stuff. And this was a revelation that I had was, all these cars now that are compact cars are sport compact cars. Yes. All of them. Now, the thing that most of them don't have anymore is a manual. Yes. But two liter turbos, 1.5 liter turbos, it's all the cars have them now. Yeah. And like back in the day, I mean, Honda had that the 2.2 liter uh, VTEC that was in the prelude that everybody lusted over. But everything else was under two liters, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, you know, if you're a big rally fan like me, for the longest time, that two liters was a was a racing thing. Yeah. So yeah. you couldn't race in the WRC if you had more than two liter displacement. Yep. And that's where, I mean, and a lot of this stuff came from that. I mean, sport compact car, just like any other car culture, it, it has a lot of different influences. I mean, like Bill and I spoke about earlier, a lot of things we were doing back then was just like the new version of muscle car stuff back then. That's right. We couldn't afford Mustangs. So, <laughs> yeah, that's right. We couldn't afford Mustangs and Camaros and stuff, but, you know, we can squeak by and figure out a Civic. But... <laughs> I guess if we were a little smarter, we'd have figured out a way to afford it. Because I mean, like Unruh and Dobbs and yeah, yeah those yeah, guys yeah. all had Mustangs. Man, you know? Unruh had money coming from somewhere. I'm pretty sure he was he was doing something that he wasn't supposed to be doing. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I think it, you know I don't know if he listens to this podcast or not. We'll find out. But I think now he's just selling bass because he just fishes all the time. I'm telling yeah. you, if you if you drive through Havelock, North Carolina, and you see a man with a boat. It's, it's probably unruh. <laughs> yeah, man. But uh, uh, yeah, I remember. I, well, no, didn't, didn't he got a he got a jeep one time too? Oh, you know. Anyway, off subject. Off but subject. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. All these little cars are the things that we were trying to do back then. You know, could we afford afford turbos and superchargers and stuff? No, but we no. want them. Yeah. But nowadays, all these cars come with it. Name a non-turbocharged car that Honda sells. Yeah, that's 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 right. I mean, it naturally aspirated cars are few and far between. No, except for, except for my pick. Except for your pick. Except for your pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of a little bit. There was a turbo version of it, but anyway. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I was I was sitting here thinking about sport compact cars and stuff, man. And I was like, all of these things are sport compact cars. All of these. There's a two points. There's a two liter turbo in. I'm gonna go ahead and say 75 percent of the cars sold in America today. You're probably right. And so I was just going down my head. I was like, what are what would I pick in a, in the same vein of these cars nowadays? That um, if I had the money, if I had the the, the want to, because um, you made a comment just now about Jetta maybe being uh, maybe a little too large. That car always had a little bit more room than we uh, most people think it is. But a lot of these cars where people think they need an SUV, no, you don't. You need a Civic, bro. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no. all right. So let me ask you this, because kind of along the same vein as the Jetta. Like, I get really confused with what I can get by with saying a sport compact and what I can't. Because, like, a Miata, to me, that's clearly compact. It's clearly sporty. Uh-huh. But it's also more of a sports car than a sport compact car. 
Yeah. And and so there's like a weird gray area there that I guess maybe only affects a handful of cars. But yeah. then you get, there's also like sport subcompact cars. So I think about yeah. like the Fiat 500A bars. Yeah. That's a really sporty little car, but it's tiny. But in all reality, that is in car car sizes in America are a weird thing anyway. I mean, things blur the line so much. Like back when Bill and I were, were back when we were lusting at the sport compact cars, an Accord was a compact car. Yeah, because you clearly have a, a European Accord right over your head in your virtual wallpaper that's an Acura TSX. And yeah. and that's, I mean, an Accord's a bigger car, certainly a bigger car now. Um, yeah. But, you know, in the 90s, early 2000s, it was smaller. Um, yeah. You know, if you get in a new Civic now, that's the size of an Accord was in the 90s. Absolutely. I mean, they. I, I watched a video here recently, and they were talking about the generations of Accord. Did you know the Honda Accord came out in 1976? Isn't that something? That's the year I was born, bro. <laughs> Man, that is old. That oh, is so thank, old. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it is age well. <laughs> But uh, yeah, well, man. look, us and the Honda Accord have just gotten bigger than we were in the 90s. Isn't that something? That is for sure. That <laughs> no, no wonder the car got bigger. Yeah, because we grew. <laughs> but, but yeah, car sizes in America has always been a weird thing. And I, this is one thing amongst a couple other things that I think Europe, uh, Europe does a little better than us, where they kind of define things better and you kind of need to fit it inside the wickets, right? Yeah. Yep. Because because like a, a Honda Accord nowadays is EPA size, technically a full size car. Yes. But Honda doesn't say call it that. They call it a midsize. Yeah, they call it a midsize car. That car is as big as a Chevy Impala. Yes. It's it's as, it's, as, it's as big inside like cargo passenger space. It's it's as big as a Dodge Charger. Yeah, yeah. As a matter of fact, I think it's bigger than the Dodge Charger. Now, the car physically isn't bigger, but interior space and cargo capacity and stuff, yeah. Yeah. And um, so so as that car pushed up, the Civics got bigger. Yep. And so uh, what they don't have anymore is uh, a lot of anymore is something you just said, which is subcompact cars. But you just said the most special of the subcompact, two of the most special subcompact cars a few seconds ago. What was that? The Veloster N. Yep. That is a subcompact car. And that thing is, it? is a screamer. Are it's, you sure it's not a compact? That's not a subcompact. Oh, yeah, bro. That is That car is smaller than, uh, so much smaller than an Elantra. And really? Yeah, bro. It is It is smaller. And it. Well, I know we, it's like weird and asymmetrical and three doored and like it's yeah. got a, a handicap or something. But. All you, stuff speaking of which, do you get a handicap parking pass if your car is handicapped? <laughs> uh, I think we did. New rule. <laughs> <laughs> if your car, like, if your car is got three different fenders on it, and <laughs> the windows got plastic and duct tape, and your tail lights are red clear tape. You know, like I feel like your car should qualify for a handicap car pass. Yeah. So you yeah, can yeah. park like not necessarily do you need to get a close parking place, but maybe you they like cordoned off certain parking spots like a pull through 
that's yep. downhill so you can jump start it yep. or roll yep. start yep. it. Um, yep. Right. Maybe a car, maybe a spot that's got like um, blue hash marks out in front of the hood area so you have room to work on the car when you go to yep. leave the store. Yep. Yep. I yep. think we could make this a thing. Let's write some legislation and make the handicap car car pass. Yeah. And this is not a special needs car like people. This is a, this car has problems. Right. I'm not <laughs> talking about a car that is like handy capable and has like a built-in chairlift or something. Yeah. I'm talking about a car that has special needs itself. Like yeah. the car probably needs, you know how like some people's disabilities require them to have like a, an on-call nurse or medical yeah. person who's with them all the time. This is a car who has like, an on-call with a mechanic at all times yeah, yeah with a yeah. bag of tools in yep. case the car goes into cardiac arrest, they can be there to save the car from the, the, the brink of death, like in the parking lot. That that's the kind of car we're talking about. Life alert for cars. Yes. Life alert for cars. There you go. You hit the button and triple a comes running. Yeah. Are we old enough for triple a? Anyway, that's a whole, that's private conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. That's AARP yeah. you're thinking about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like the, the Veloster N, man, that's a subcompact car and it is a beast. Have you driven that yet? No. I think you should go drive it. No, you're not going to buy it. It does not. Because once you, once you get in it and drive it, it will take you back to 1994. Really? In all the best ways. Then I need to go drive it. Because what that car does, man, it don't got a fancy interior. It got some fancy stuff in the interior. But comparing it to the Elantra and the Civic and stuff, man, you see the cheap plastic in that car. Right. They ain't trying to hide it. They put all the money into the, the motor and the suspension, bro. They didn't, they didn't, they didn't, cheap they didn't try to do anything yeah. else. It's like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to make this turn fast on corners and go fast. And that's what it's going to do. <laughs> that's well, why people come by. Well, listen, this is my... So, unrealizing, un I have been in a couple of leading sport compact cars in the, in the last few weeks. Um, you know, I have a family member that's looking to replace an older car that would fit into the sport compact category an older Honda Civic and they're looking at a new Civic. They were looking at a Toyota Corolla. We ruled that out pretty quickly. Um, and, um, and then just as a wild card, you know, based on some reading and some videos and research, I was like, you know what? We should at least look at and consider the Mazda three hatchback or sedan. Okay. And yeah. I, I am, I'm a fan now. Like I went and I got in this car and I was like, this is way nicer than I thought it was going to oh, be. Oh yeah, bro. So, so what Mazda went and did, you know, when in your off-road journeys, other things progressed on what Mazda went and did is they tried to become Acura. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's what it looks like. <laughs> they like, you know, we saw what you did, Honda. We're just going to move the whole, our whole company that way. <laughs> yeah. We don't need a sub-brand. We're just going to move everything that way. It's like, if you want a nice compact car, compact, they can do nice cars. Yes. I don't the, understand the interior why they car charges and everything, but, you know, that's, that's me. <laughs> yeah. The interior of this car is 
way nicer than I expected it to be. Like very, very plush, very luxury, like Audi level, you yeah. know, nice this materials. Is- it, I was really, really surprised. If you think that's nice, this doesn't fit in her thing. Go sit in the the six signature, bro. That car is, it is right there on being. It, it's low. It's on the edge of like being premium luxury. It is really. It's yeah, that close. It it has Alcantara everything. <laughs> well, I feel like the engineers. So also i'm a fan of the styling of the mazda 3 hatchback in the sedan because it's simple and it's smooth lines and you know i don't know how well it'll age you know that's not for me to make a prognosis on but i think it may do a little better than some of the like crazy edgy um octagonal weird geometric stuff that's going on like the back end of a civic hatchback Oh yeah, because I was getting there. Uh, so you, you, I like that segue. That's pretty good. You, you yeah. didn't know you did it. The Civic Type R. How do you feel about the Civic Type R? Well, I feel this way about the Civic Type R. I don't ever want to be behind one at VIR on the track again because he makes me feel inadequate on the straightaways. <laughs> And he makes me burn up my brakes in the corners because they can't get around the corners because they oversteer. And my all-wheel drive is eating them up. And then we get on a straightaway, and he just runs off and leaves me. And it was just super aggravating. Um, (laughs) So that's how I feel about it. And I had to look at the really, like, get them a handicapped car parking pass for that rear end, right? Because it looks like you got some dysfunctional stuff going on back there. I want to be a straight line. No, I want to turn 90 degrees. No, I want to turn 7 degrees. Oh, I want to turn 42 degrees. What's going on back there? It's ridiculous. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand. Uh, Hyundai just did something weird with the Elantra in a similar way too. I was like, I don't get it. But man, so the Civic Type R from everybody, I've never driven one. I ain't even been inside one because everything was marked up, and I was like, yeah, I'm not going to sit in that. But like, I'm not paying sixty thousand dollars for, right. for a Civic. That ain't happening. Right. So <laughs> it's fast. It is fast. So did you know that Honda sells a Civic Type R? Uh, they, I think they call it the Civic GT or something. I know somebody in Europe because we have European listeners. Yeah, they they'll figure it out. They, they'll tell me uh, what the name of the car is. That deletes all of that wing and nonsense and makes it look like a normal car that's just fast. But we can't get that in the U.S. Why can't we get that in the U.S.? I have no idea because I would consider buying that one. <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I would too. So, all right, one last thing on the Mazda 3 hatchback, and then we can move on. I also think that the the engineers responsible for, like, marketing and naming these things, they had to be, like, tuner car people in the 90s because if you open the hood to look at the engine, of course, there's a plastic cover. But when you open the hood to look at the engine, it's like you're having a conversation at a car park with somebody in the 90s because you'd be like, man, what you got under the hood? Well, check it out. It's Skyactiv G, and that's what the engine's <laughs> called, Skyactiv G. So I think they must have had some 90s car guy in them because they named it the Skyactiv G so that you could be like, it's Skyactiv G. Hey, that dude that dude who was trying to sell you that car, he probably is as old as us, and he, he remembers like, hey, hey, you know what we should do? We should put a G in the name because that makes everything cooler. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, people would have beat up Warren till he added the G. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're so corny. That's what You're I'm saying. So, You're so corny. I and another thing that I was thinking about with like, hey, sport sport compact cars are really the mainstream cars nowadays. Yes. Because in my in my mind, in my logic. You can call me wrong. I'm sure you. Hey, we the email is there. Hit me up and tell me how wrong I am. But um, all of these, all these little cars and stuff are doing this thing, and then there are some super excellent, excellent examples of what all we wanted to do and had no money to do. That's right. You brought up you brought up a car earlier before the podcast that are starting to get some videos out there. But his, his sister or brother car, or whatever you want to call it, that car is like sport compact car that works. Did you know the CT4? Uh, you're talking about the CT5V. Yeah. The CT4V is like, I was like, how is Cadillac the only people, the only American car company building cars, first of all? Right. <laughs> And second of all, how are they the only people building a, uh, building a car in this category that has a manual in it? Yeah, I mean, that's true. Well, the the 2020 um, Mazda 3 sedan and hatchback in two-wheel drive configuration is available with a manual transmission. Oh, but what is not going to be available with is a turbocharged 2.7 liter something. Actually, the Blackwing is going to is is the one that's going to get the, the manual. And I think they're supposed the to have Blackwing? It. What are these, superheroes or cars? Who's hey, naming these things? Both of them. Both of them. They, hey, Cadillac and their names is a podcast by itself. <laughs> yeah, I think we'd be an hour and a half just going through the names. Yeah, the, the name changes and the changes in the emblem. So I'm going to change my background, Bill. And this is, this is the car that I was talking about earlier that the video just became live today because, you know, embargoes and stuff. Okay. So I'm hitting that fly. Do you see that? Oh, yeah. You know what that car has in it? Uh, does it have the Civic Type R engine? It has a derivative of the Civic Type R engine. What's, what's on the screen right now is a 2021 uh, uh, Acura TLX. Uh, I think they just changed the name. But anyway, whatever the thing is, it doesn't have a manual in it, but they got every other thing that a sport compact car that we're trying to do. They got a turbo. It has, it has all-wheel drive. It is not the fastest thing on the road, but it, Wait, it's... This, this this has all-wheel drive? Yes, that car has all-wheel drive. Does it have the, like, Honda SH all-wheel drive? Yep. Ooh, that's nice. So... And that's not even the fast one. Is is this... I mean, is this still a, a Euro Accord? It is Accord-ish. It's like... The, it's, it's like... the car, Yeah, actually, you know what? That is a very good daggone way to put it. It is the TLX. It's yeah. not as big as an Accord, and it's not as, as small as a Civic. Right. But it shares parts and things with both. How about that? And the fast one, the Type S, is going to have a turbocharged 300-plus horsepower V6 in it. Good gracious. So that that the videos for that car just came out today. And it's, it's not the, the Type S. It's, the, it's the, uh, the, the, the Turbo 4. But I was like, this car is a sport combat car. And yes. Again, all cars nowadays seem like they want to be our sport sport compact cars or were influenced by everything from VWs to 
I can't say I don't know what Toyota's doing. But <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, I don't know what Toyota's doing either. So, our, let me this car that you're showing that's that's behind you, this Acura. This car reminds me in its presence and its you know its place in the market of a car that I really wanted as a sport compact back in the day, and that was the the Toyota um, IS three hundred. Uh huh. That was what was it overseas? It was like the Altenza. Yep. So, uh, so you know they just that, that car kind of lives today because it's a sport compact car too, the Lexus. Yep. Yep. So now and that's another car that is Toyota. I need you to do something. All right, Toyota, real, real quick. All right, Toyota. Go back to I, building cars. I need you to stop building appliances every now and then. Build a car. Long enough to build a car because you used to have some very, very cool cars. Yeah. So, Bill, one car that I was looking for and I, I failed to put on that uh, on that list of cars that that I sent you because, you know, it was already 800 cars low. Right, right. But it absolutely fit. And I didn't really see one on sale. Remember the Toyota Celica? Yep. Remember in the early 90s, Toyota had a Celica that had some really weird lights and bug out yep. lights and stuff? Yep. Remember the Rally version of that car? Yeah, the GT4? Yeah, the GT4? Oh, yeah. yeah that's the one for, I wanted. That's the one I, I wanted. For one. That car was cool. I so, don't know what happened after that. I don't know if they got allergic to, to manual transmissions after that. I don't know what happened. But. So to go down a super nerd hole, you know, I have a, a small collection of 124 scale um, plastic car models that I used to build as a hobby before I started doing videos and podcasting and working all the time. Um, I haven't done one in years, but I have a Tamiya 124 scale of like a 1994 or five Celica GT4. And mm. yeah, that car, that that was a car that to me, that's like a halo. That's like that Evo too, you know, like that's a car that had real rally presence. Like I remember, um, was it, uh, Reese Millen's dad was it Rod Millen that set uh, yeah, a world record doing the Pikes Peak hill climb in a, um, a all-wheel drive Celica with like 900 horsepower back when oh, the road was all dirt. Yeah, you know that that car, man. That that was an awesome performing rally vehicle. Um, like specifically, I used to really geek out on the um, the like Africa rally stages um, where they those Celicas would have all those big light pods on the front. And, oh, yeah, man. Uh, yeah, I love it. I, I love those cars. That that's that car's got a lot of cool presence. Yeah, I used to love I used to love watching rally uh, racing in uh, in Japan because by the time I came back stateside, you know, it wasn't on TV. I yeah. didn't I couldn't understand a word they were saying. But <laughs> well, I mean, even even now, like if you listen to rally like in car commentary, <laughs> you gotta like be able to speak another language to be able to understand pace notes anyway. So. Yeah. But all them things were cool. The coolest thing I used to see them do, one of the cool things I used to see them do is, do is driving on ice like that. I was like, yes. how are you doing this? Yes. I, I, used to, I am convinced still to this day, rally car drivers are the, are the best drivers on the planet. And formula cars are the fastest things with wheels on it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. But they've got so much technology in them. I mean, you're... As a Formula One driver, you're not so much like driving 
you're surviving what that car is doing to your body. Exactly. I remember, I, we're going to, this is about to be long. <laughs> We've already went long, man. Um, the hate mail's so, coming in right now. They're, they're on their keyboards. Why are you guys, You, I said last week that uh, an hour and 30 minutes was too long and yeah, we told you in the beginning that this is a 20-year conversation, and sometimes we talk this long. This happens. That's right. It just happens. Uh, yeah, but we um, – I remember a, uh, an episode of Top Gear, where the, the old Top Gear, where they the gang went to go drive Jensen Button's uh, BMW Formula 1 car, right? Oh, yeah, I remember. And he was talking – they were interviewing Jensen Button when he was like 17 years old. Yep. Uh, and he was in the in the, the parking lot in uh the the remember the BMW shoe? Oh yeah, yeah. He was just doing donuts with his finger on the wheel while yes. driving the car. And I was like, this dude is way better than me. He's 17 years old. But yes. <laughs> yes. But all, all of them went to go drive that Formula One car and they couldn't even make it turn. Right. They couldn't go fast enough to make it turn. Yeah, it was like, and the dude was like, you gotta go faster. Because if you don't go faster, the aerodynamics don't work and the car doesn't turn well. And you can't, you don't start braking. You brake when you get to the corner. It'll stop. Don't worry about it. Just yeah. do it. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, those cars are on a whole other level. And they've just gotten, I mean, they've progressed even more, you know. I mean, I, I work for a company that has a Formula One team, and, and I've seen those cars in person. And the, the technology on those cars, you know, they'll spend 200 hours designing and machining a socket to get to a bolt. Yeah. Oh man. It's it's crazy. It's crazy. All right. So let me tell you the car I saw this week. Uh, yeah, this yeah. conversation goes for two and a half hours. Tonight, I saw it tonight before we recorded, um, or earlier this evening, whatever you want to call it. If you're old, it was at night. So that's why I say that. It was like five o'clock. It's supper time. That's oh, right, it's supper time. So <laughs> so we were in a turn lane waiting to turn left. And it was a narrow turning lane. So a car squeezed by me. And when I tell you what car it is, you'll understand what I mean. It's squeezed. It squeezed by me very aggressively. Like I shouldn't have been taking up so much space, but there was really nowhere else for me to go. Um, Cause this was downtown Ashboro and there's just, it's old streets. This car, I didn't realize there were any in Ashboro, but this car came by me and I looked at the back end of this car and I said, I didn't even know that this car was a car. Like I didn't know that it was on sale. I didn't know they were making this car that looked like this. I didn't know it had been redesigned. I, it, it completely threw me in for a loop because I was like, man, that car is way wider than I thought it was. It, it was a 2021 brand new in red Lexus LC 500. You, you you saw one of them? Yes. And I didn't even realize at the moment how rare it was until I come home and got on the internet and went to Lexus's website and was like, all right, coops, which coop did I huh? I saw that coop. You you saw one of them? Yeah. All right, so real quick. I don't so have a car to talk about no ninety seven thousand dollar base price. Yeah. Yeah. Real quick, I don't have a car to talk about no more because we're going to talk about this. 
So you remember a couple of weeks ago when I was telling you I was mad at Chevy for, for getting rid of the front engine rear-wheel drive that go sports car platform and they should bring it back as a GT car because Ferrari can figure out how to do it and all this other thing with, with the rent. Remember all that? Uh-huh. How could I forget? Yeah. So that Lexus that you saw just now? Is the car you want. Oh, you, uh, brother, let me tell you. So, <laughs> <laughs> so in, in the Stanley world, and he got the, the money and he got the daily car and everything. The Lexus with the that Lexus with the V8, not the hybrid. I'm not saying the hybrid is a bad thing. I'm just saying if I got the money, I want to hear hybrid. that V8. I want to kill them dinosaurs. Yeah. I want to hear that V8 because you know what? That that Lexus, this this, this is what I'm talking about. Car companies that do aggravating things. How can Toyota figure out how to build like the only naturally aspirated V8 left in a performance car in America without it being a Dodge, make it sound amazing and cannot figure how it cannot figure out anything to put it in that costs less than a hundred thousand dollars and they make ten of them a year. Yeah. Cause that you know what engine that you know you know that engine fits in the IS. Really, that engine was in the that engine is in the RC. That engine is in the GSF. And I was like, you could Lexus, you can Toyota, you can do it. I see it. I see the engine right there. I know you can build a transmission. I know you can. Yep. I know you can. Yep. Why can't you give me a legit a real? Sports car. Why can't you give me give me one of the sports compact cars that you that you sell everywhere else in the world except for America? I mean, give me all their so right car company. But anyway, I digress. Yep. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, well, just so people know that are listening that maybe don't know Lexus, that's a 471 horsepower, five liter V8. Yeah, it is not the fastest car. On the, out there, it is not the fastest car in that category. It ain't that car supposed to compete with like 911s or what that's what some people want to do 911s and things like that. And I was yeah, like, no, yeah. no, that's not, no, it does not. Because you, you in that car, you're not really trying to be the fastest thing on the road. No, you you're just it's good. a grand touring car. It's it is, it, it is the perfect example of a grand touring car. And I just want to know why can't I? Get a grand touring car for under a hundred thousand dollars. What? I mean, well, you I, can. You can get that one. It's just under. Uh no, you can't. No, you cannot get it for. Uh, try to buy. Try to actually build it. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't. It starts at ninety two. I, um, I think I said ninety five, but it starts at ninety two. Yeah. Uh huh. Hey, did you click? It, can, did Did you click in there and go to the build it? Matter of fact, I'm doing. No, no, I I did. I put the first option on it and it went to ninety five. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. So they do a hybrid I think version. That was the sunroof. They yeah, they do a hybrid version of that car, but uh, not. if it I'm has less car, horsepower, yeah. it's one of the few occasions where the hybrid has less horsepower. Yeah. I'm not trying to do the hybrid of that car because I want to hear that V8 because oh, it yeah. sounds amazing. You know, another car that Toyota Lexus built that sounded absolutely amazing. The GSF? The LF. The LF. Oh, yes. Oh, the LF. Yeah. 
Toyota, I know is in you. I I know, I know you can do it. Well, I think what it is is they like they have like um, decision making um, privileges on like a rotational basis, and those three guys that know how to build something, they only get to like pull the trigger on a project like once every ten years. Once every ten years. Yeah. 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 And then and then they nice. get shoved back in a back closet somewhere, you know, yeah. where they're building a carbon fiber weaving machine or something. So yeah, yeah, because that was that was the downfall of the LF. And speaking of the LF, why haven't that engine showed up in anything else ever? It, it, I don't get it. I mean, they Toyota had to have lost their rear end on that car because they didn't use any of that anywhere ever other than yeah. that car. They created a carbon fiber weaving process just to build that car. Right. That car was in development for 10 years. And Lexus and Toyota and Lexus, if you're hearing me, the fact that I know these things off the top of my head tells you that I know I have been paying attention to you and I have been upset for something. <laughs> <laughs> Are you upset? Is this your week to be negative and upset with a car company? I'm not. I'm not negative and upset. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> it's like when your kid does something that you can't be mad at. You don't want to be mad at because that may keep them from getting where you where they need to be. So you just tell them that you're really disappointed in their performance and you know they can do better. And you kind of give them a hug. Yeah. I feel like giving GM a hug. And Toyota and a hug. Toyota a hug. And... And, just kicking and BMW a hug because you saw the yep. front end on that new M3 this week. We're not talking about that. Okay, we'll save that for another podcast. <laughs> we are not talking about that. <laughs> that, is, that was a bad dream. It did not happen. Oh no, it happened. I know it happened. I, I knew it was coming, and I was, I'm just trying to convince myself that it's not real. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bad dream. It's a bad dream. It's Wake a bad up. dream. Hey, but yeah, man. I, I, uh, anyway, sport compact cars, we all wanted them back in the day. And we and tried. There's still to some good ones out there. And it's and we, you know, uh, uh, us us people of a certain age and our decision making and the things that we did to cars led to the cars actually becoming mm -hmm. better. And now manufacturers build those cars with a lot of those things already in them. Yep. And to be honest, if you can get into a if you can get into a base Civic with that 1.5 turbo, and I think they still do a, a, a five speed in it or something like that, you know what how far that car is from getting like 200 plus horsepower? Oh, it's, a 300, it's a 300. It's a 300. dollar tune. You yeah. know how how hard it was to get to 200 horsepower when we first of all we started off. It with was like unreachable. <laughs> it was unreachable. My, my yeah, Jetta I mean, had my Jetta diesel had like. 96 horsepower yeah it did have like 200 foot pounds of torque it yeah it did <laughs> yeah man it's just yeah a lot of them things that we wanted to do the manufacturers have perfected it and they yes. sell them to you today and kind of water them down a little bit sometimes yeah. until you go everybody should drive another reason oh, go back the velocity in do you know the velocity in only comes currently in 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 a, in a manual that's so the the Civic Si and the Civic Type R both only come with a manual. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. I think. Yeah, Whatever. they do. They do because I I tried to get I tried to get said family member to look at an Si but manual. Yep. Yes, they do. That's three cars right there that only come in manual. 
I don't know if I can think. I don't think. I don't know if I can think of another one. Nope. I don't. I can't. I can't think of another one. Hey, so I was just looking at something on the Lexus website while while we were talking, and the 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 LC got me to thinking about that V8 and how they detune it and use it similar that same five liter V8 and other cars like the GSF. Mm-hmm. And I, I was just clicking through a building price on this thing that's like eighty six thousand dollars, and it still has a CD player. Yep. The premium sound system option that's thirteen hundred and eighty bucks. You have a CD player. How old is the demographic of people they're going after with this eighty six thousand dollar car that somebody at Toyota slash Lexus said, "Oh, we have to keep the CD player." Because our customers like to listen to CDs. Yes, it does. How many cars are even left on the market with a CD player? That's like buying a laptop with a disk drive in it. Um, all of them, except for probably one, has a Lexus badge on it. Yeah. Because the only other car, actually, don't they upgraded that. I don't think it has it no more. All of them got Lexus badges on it. Yeah, there ain't a Lincoln Town car anymore, is there? Nope. <laughs> but, uh, I'm only trying to think of old people cars. The 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 K900, I think it still had a daggone CD player in it up until the last one, the last uh, the, the to this latest redesign. But you know what you can get a CD player in? What? A Grand Cherokee. Oh. And a and a, uh, and a Dodge. Uh, oh gosh. Oh uh, Dodge Durango. You know where they put it at? In the trunk. In the armrest. Oh, well, you know, so I was having that conversation with somebody recently at a car dealership because I stopped to look at a um, a Toyota Land Cruiser that was a 100 series because, you know, I need another Land Cruiser in my life. And uh, yep, yeah, you do. And, and and I was talking to the dealer and he was, you know, he actually didn't really know a lot about 100 series Land Cruisers. And so he was kind of asking my opinion about the pricing on it. It's somebody that I know fairly well. Um, and, and I actually told him, I was like, this was, this is a premium trim package for a hundred series Land Cruiser. So it had, um, it, it didn't have the front and rear lockers, or I don't even know if on hundred series, I think you get front and rear, but I know you could get rear and it didn't have the cooler box in the center armrest. It had the CD changer. And, mm-hmm. and I was telling him, I was like, you know, that actually, in today's market of people who are looking for land cruisers, it actually doesn't sell as well as the base models that had the cooler in the armrest and, and had the lock and diff um, options. So it, it's weird how things that are technology driven and maybe sell at a higher price premium, those, those tech things wind up becoming more of a, a hindrance, you know, in the future. They don't, I don't know, they, they date a car, you know. So in 10 to 15 years, you know, like this car being $90,000, in five years' time, the fact that it has a CD player is going to be a hindrance to resell it as a used vehicle because pe- mm-hmm. people who are buying it as a used car won't even own a CD. Like in their house, they won't even have a CD laying around somewhere. Oh, no, 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 no. I have a, uh, I have a prediction, sir. So you know how these, these these young kids like to call things retro and do the same thing that we did and call it new? Oh, th- you think they're going to be looking for CD players? It's coming back. So my son, who's going to Japan, uh, going to Germany, 
He just bought a record player. A record player. Well, I'm not gonna knock that. I got a record player. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I got some not- credits. I got some credits. Forty fives, man. I, I we I got a bunch of soundtracks. I got all kinds of records. So the young kids call this new st- new stuff. Uh-huh. But in a couple of years, I bet you CD players is going to be the retro thing. Oh, okay. So people are going to be looking for that old Snoop Dogg CD to play in their $90,000. Well, they'll buy this car for $40,000. Yeah, yeah. And it'll be their retro ride. Yep, I'm telling you, dude, it's, it's going to come back. It's going to come back. Good predictions. I, I literally just Googled new cars in America with, with CD players. And I got a European link first. <laughs> but yeah man anyway i think we have gone over time today brother yep uh, as always as always i'm so, still gonna i'm still gonna continue to look for new cars with city players i will give you an update uh next next week <laughs> so uh so we we did not in our pre-show because we had some uh, technical difficulties with my camera which is currently off and we also had some uh, child difficulties outside of the recording studio that had to be dealt with. So we did not discuss what our spend my fake money will be next week. I don't know how many of our listeners actually make it this far in a podcast anyway. So just tune in next week for a big surprise. Although I will say I want to put a tease out there for an idea that I had. What's that? We love to buy each other cars with our fake money that's like our favorite way to do spend my fake money is to find stuff for the other person so so my suggestion is that sometime in the future if this podcast continues and if it grows any in popularity at some point and this will have to be videoed and you'll have to be on video we will actually put real money into spend my fake money we will both go out and for let's say fifteen hundred or eighteen hundred dollars, we will buy each other a actual car. Then, then we will drive said car to a central location between the two of us. So that, yeah, that's a fairly make it all the way there. Mm-mm, that's mm-mm. a fairly decent road trip. <laughs> so we're going to be meeting in like Columbia or Greenville or somewhere, yeah. and or Myrtle Beach, and we are going to be meeting up in these cars to exchange them with one another sight unseen, no clue what we bought for each other. I think we should do it. I think we should both talk to our wives about doing this first. Cause uh, I've already talked to mine. I'm so, I'm so in it. I will do it tomorrow, but you got to get approval. You, you're correct. Cause I told my wife to purposely tell me no for things until we figure out what's going on with my daughter and her future driving situation. Look, I might buy her something that she could drive and, and you would just give her the car. That's, that's an idea. That is an idea. I mean, it's not going to be a cool car because it's going to be 15 or $1,800, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, we never said it had to be cool. Um, dude, I, you know what? We'll figure out what we're going to spend money on and we'll yep. just talk about it next week. Cause yep. we do- it'll just be a surprise to everybody, to the four people who listen to an hour and 40 minute podcast. Yep. 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 But anyway, brother, I love you to death. 
I love you too, man. All right, let's do this next week. All right. All right, bye. Bill. The recording light.